Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 15. The Discovery of Oz the Terrible. Part 2. The Tin Woodman, raising his axe, rushed toward the little man and cried out, Who are you? I am great. I, I am Oz the Great and Terrible, said the little man in a trembling voice. But don't strike me. Please don't. I'll do anything you want me to. Our friends looked at him in surprise and dismay. I thought Oz was a great head, said Dorothy. And I thought Oz was a lovely lady, said the Scarecrow. And I thought Oz was a terrible beast, said the Tin Woodman. And I thought Oz was a ball of fire, exclaimed the Lion. No, you are all wrong, said the little man meekly. I have been making believe. Make believe, cried Dorothy. Are you not a great wizard? Hush, my dear, he said. Don't speak so loud, or you will be overheard and I should be ruined. I'm supposed to be a great wizard. And aren't you? she asked. Not a bit of it, my dear. I'm just a common man. You're more than that, said the scarecrow in a grieved tone. You're a humbug. Exactly so, declared the little man, rubbing his hands together as if it pleased him. I am a humbug. But this is terrible, said the tin woodman. How shall I ever get my heart? Or I my courage, asked the lion. Or I my brains, wailed the scarecrow, wiping the tears from his eyes with his coat sleeve. My dear friends, said Oz, I pray you not to speak of these little things. Think of me and the terrible trouble I am in at being found out. Doesn't anyone else know you're a humbug? asked Dorothy. "'No one knows it but you four, and myself,' replied Oz. "'I have fooled everyone so long that I thought I should never be found out. "'It was a great mistake my ever letting you into the throne room. "'Usually I will not see even my subjects, and so they believe I am something terrible.' "'But I don't understand,' said Dorothy in bewilderment. "'How was it that you appeared to me as a great head?' "'That was one of my tricks,' answered Oz. "'Step this way, please, and I will tell you all about it.' He led the way to a small chamber in the rear of the throne room, and they all followed him. He pointed to one corner in which lay the great head, made out of many thicknesses of paper and with a carefully painted face. "'This I hung from the ceiling by a wire,' said Oz. "'I stood behind the screen and pulled a thread to make the eyes move and the mouth open.' "'But how about the voice?' she inquired. "'Oh, I'm a ventriloquist,' said the little man. "'I can throw the sound of my voice wherever I wish.' "'so that you thought it was coming out of the head. "'Here are the other things I used to deceive you.' "'He showed the scarecrow the dress and mask he had worn "'when he seemed to be the lovely lady, "'and the tin woodman saw that his terrible beast "'was nothing but a lot of skins sewn together "'with slats to keep their sides out. "'As for the ball of fire, the false wizard had hung that also from the ceiling. "'It was really a ball of cotton, "'but when oil was poured upon it, the ball burned fiercely.' "'Really,' said the Scarecrow, "'you ought to be ashamed of yourself for being such a humbug.' "'I am. I certainly am,' answered the little man sorrowfully. "'But it was the only thing I could do. "'Sit down, please. There are plenty of chairs, and I will tell you my story.' So they sat down and listened while he told the following tale. "'I was born in Omaha.' "'Why, that isn't very far from Kansas,' cried Dorothy. 
No, but it's farther from here, he said, shaking his head at her sadly. When I grew up I became a ventriloquist, and at that I was very well trained by a great master. I can imitate any kind of a bird or beast. Here he mewed so like a kitten that Toto pricked up his ears and looked everywhere to see where she was. After a time, continued Oz, I tired of that and became a balloonist. What is that? asked Dorothy. A man who goes up in a balloon on circus day, so as to draw a crowd of people together, and get them to pay to see the circus, he explained. Oh, she said, I know. Well, one day I went up in a balloon, and the ropes got twisted, so that I couldn't come down again. I went way up above the clouds, so far that a current of air struck it, and carried it many, many miles away. For a day and a night I traveled through the air, and on the morning of the second day I awoke, and found the balloon floating over a strange and beautiful country. It came down gradually, and I was not hurt a bit, but I found myself in the midst of a strange people who, seeing me come from the clouds, thought I was a great wizard. Of course I let them think so, because they were afraid of me, and promised to do anything I wished them to. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires, and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.